and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and this week I'm just joined by Joe. We've got no Josh as he's living stuff up in Suffolk, but we've got Joe. Joe, how are you doing, mate? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Very, very, very happy um, uh, considering I went to the Silverstone Grand Prix, but very, very happy. How, how, how are you, Sam, on this fine uh, um, Sunday? Yeah, no, I am doing well and a, a great race today um that first of all let's talk you you mentioned there you were there joe tell me how what was it like uh, uh, it was it there. was amazing it was utterly i think i would if you go i would recommend going to any home grand prix or silverstone or whatever it was a lecture atmosphere obviously howlton russell and lando norris been the main favorites of the crowd obviously but it was yeah everybody cheered every driver it wasn't any favoritism that you would probably get and maybe at certain circuits not hinting at, at Austria um with Verstappen um but yeah as as in every, every driver supported uh to the max and it's just yeah it as in you get the pre-show of the historic cars um, saw the 2008 McLaren as well. That was loud as hell. And obviously, David Coulthard's, no, not David Coulthard, uh, Damon Hill, sorry, um, winning car, I think, back in the 90s as well. So it was very, very, very good. And I, I would utterly recommend going if you if you can have the possibility of, of doing it. Yeah, that is so awesome. I mean, I, I am very jealous. Uh, I sat here watching uh, in the sunny Canberra Sands. You might think I'm in Miami. Uh, I've got the I've got the Miami jersey on, but I'm in the Miami of England in Canberra in Canberra Sands. But yeah, let's first of all new format this week. We talked about it in our preview. But yeah, let's start breaking down uh, qualifying, which wasn't the which because of this format wasn't the thing that decided who was on pole. Um, the sprint race did that, but yeah, let's talk about qualifying. Russell, first of all, did really well, and Hamilton also took a lot of the headlines. Yeah, it was that, that I don't know about you, but I really like this format of um, like practice in the morning. They actually have to set up for it's not like any other season where or like race where you just literally the practice sessions are pointless and you, there's no really point going unless you want to take decent photos of the cars when on the track so yeah as in I, I think it's a good idea um qualifying it could be amended in certain ways in order to make it qualifying important in some ways rather than just having the sprint is the most important factor but i think overall i think qualifying was was very 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 good to watch considering obviously Lewis Hamilton got on sprint pole I'm gonna call it yes yeah. at the FAI FAA don't really like calling it the pole for some dumb reason yeah they also don't like calling the sprint the sprint race despite <laughs> being a race but oh well there was a definitely a theme all weekend in qualifying the sprint race and in the normal race it was battling between Max and Lewis the whole weekend, very close margins uh, decided it. And, and in qualifying, that was definitely, it's Hamilton put an amazing lap in and he 
he wasn't really under pressure because he was also putting another storm in lap in, but then he lost his back end, lost a lot of time. And uh, Verstappen was on a lap, and I was wondering if, if he could beat Lewis's first lap, but it was so impressive that he couldn't beat his first lap. So we had drama in qualifying. And, yeah, I get what you mean. It doesn't have as much of an importance with the sprint race, but it definitely was still exciting. We still had drama. Russell getting to Q3 and beating a Ferrari. Like, that is absurd. He did really, really well. But let's move on to the sprint race. I, As you said about how much you enjoyed uh, the f- new format, I, in the preview, I did hype it up. I, I said it was going to be good. And to be fair, I don't think it disappointed. It was an Alonso clinic. It was Fernando Alonso forgetting he's in Alpine, going back to Ferrari days, and he was superb. Can we just talk about how great it is to have Fernando Alonso back in the sport? He did amazing. Yeah, um, man, that, that that man used to be my nemesis. I used to hate him, but he's soon he went to McLaren. I actually liked him. It's he's gets the most out of the car, and, and he's got the most about that Alpine. And I think hold off the two McLarens for long periods of that time, and let so let. Leclerc get away so Lando can pressure the Ferrari but yeah it's that man Alonso is such he's like 40 isn't he or 39 something ridiculous like that yeah he's still got the talent of where he was when he was like in 2007 uh, back then he was he's he's, yeah It, it, it rolls back the years in a way um, that that sprint race, and again, yeah, it's, 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 I remember him saying it's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, yeah. <laughs> Even um, though it was like 20, 29, well, no, was it 29 laps or seven? Was it 17 laps? 17 think, laps, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, it really was very impressive. But other than Alonso, we had other, we had McLaren looking very strong, we had Perez spinning off the drama of that, gutting for me. And we won't talk about this weekend as a Perez fan because he had an absolute mare, but not ideal. We had a great battle at the front um, for a lap or two with Max and Lewis, which was really good, um, which carried on to Sunday, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I thought that the the concept of this is really great and it's definitely divided opinion online. A lot of pe- A lot of people say they don't like it. They prefer qualifying but then a lot of the drivers and experts really like it so it's a weird balance between a lot of the fans don't but the majority of the experts do uh i i I enjoyed the format the one thing i could can say to it is the fact that if been as in i've watched f1 don't know for since 2007 i've probably said a number of times they kept the same format until they put a stupid uh eliminating system in 2017 it didn't in australia didn't really work so i'm happy they try new formats and it did actually work and people like f1 fans say oh we need to make it more interesting can make every weekend actually worth something well these this the whole concept makes it worth something. Maybe it won't make worth if someone did, did Monaco, for example. I think it has to be like maybe seven tracks you do it at. Mm. But I, I, I think people 
I think the one trouble is people get too hyped up about, or not too hyped up, but expect too much. Expect like online F1, uh, you know, on on like the PlayStation or the Xbox. It's not going to be like that. It's 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 F1. It's not a video game. If you if you want to watch that sort of stuff, go and watch. Uh, league racing on youtube or twitch is this for, for me it's just a bit ridiculous if i haven't seen uh the stuff online with the with the disgruntle about the new format but i i just think if you want to watch close racing real really 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 close racing and there's like the slipstream fest go and watch league racing on on f1 yeah. if you want to watch actual sport yeah go and watch the Grand Prix. Exactly. No, it's it was definitely great just to see some more racing. I mean, we love F1 because we like to see racing wheel to wheel. I don't understand people. We basically get another race during the weekend. That's awesome. We get more laps. We get to see more racing. And it may be not as good for qualifying, but as you said earlier, more importance on practice. Uh, FP1 is now very important because they have to set their car up for qualifying. And FP2 is very important because they have to set their car up for um, the sprint race. So I think the concept was good. And if you put it on a few tracks, you can tweak it if you want. But if you put it on tracks with that are known for overtaking, I think it could be a real success. And one of the criticisms of it, was and these were criticisms were coming up before the race. They said that oh. that it's taking racing away from the race or like overtakes that would happen in the race away from it. And this Grand Prix proved that that was not true. The drama was very much still on Sunday. And let's talk about it. The race lap one, we have Hamilton starting in second, Verstappen in first. And it was a phenomenal battle for half of the lap. They were wheel to wheel, Hamilton executing corners well, but Verstappen just staying in front. And it got to Cops and massive collision. It got Hamilton a 10 second penalty, red flag was waved. And it's divided opinion. Joe, what do you think? Oh, Hamilton. The controversial man. Um... Yeah, I, I, as in, I was in the stands, I thought it was a racing incident because obviously you don't get the replays and and uh, it looked like a racing, it looked like Lewis Hamilton had the corner, but obviously I've been back at home now looking at the replays on, on a, we're just re-watching the Grand Prix on that section before we did the podcast. It It's a 50-50, I think, for penalty and not a penalty. I think... Um, Jensen Button, I remember saying, if you he, Lewis Hamilton was close to the apex, it wouldn't be. It would be a racing incident. But just due to the fact that um, they were like, sorry, Hamilton was like moving on over, like com coming over, uh, understeering over. Um, the trajectory of the car would have been basically pushing Verstappen off the track. So I think it's, it's. It, I do think Hamilton's enough alongside to warrant some space uh, or more space or more swing angle. Um, as in, I think, put try and put a link if we can, 
uh, find what I think Karun Changdok. Yeah, I think yeah, he was at the um, Skypad doing the analysis about that. It may made me get that um, because that really does describe how it was a 50-50 or or a penalty basically. Um, but it was it was interesting. Listen, I don't know if you um, kind of remember listening to the FIA Mercedes and Red Bull yeah. battle. Um, I think Toto said sent an email. <laughs> And Michael Massey doesn't look at his emails during race day. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was quite funny, and the fact that that there was a rule as well um, that might have helped Lewis Hamilton in his um, in his defence. So I think for me it was a fifty-fifty on penalty and not a penalty. Mm, yeah, I personally. And lean towards a racing incident. First of all, it's lap one of the race. Formula One is racing. You know, you want that wheel-to-wheel action. And it's unfortunate there was an incident. We are very happy that Max is okay. We're glad to hear that he's made a recovery. But accidents happen. It's You want to see them try. I mean, Hamilton is going for that corner. I... I think it's a racing incident because when Hamilton is approaching, yes, he's on the inside, but Max squeezes him very close to the wall before backing off, which kind of means that Hamilton can't really see the apex. So that's why he misses the apex. And realistically, Hamilton could have backed out. Verstappen could have left more room. They're two racing drivers that are that decided neither of them were going to yield. Normally, one of them does back out, but they're both going for the championship. They're both super competitive. And it's unfortunate that this happened. For me, racing incident, I thought if there was going to be a penalty, five seconds, but I thought 10 seconds was harsh. I can't believe Helmut Marco came out and said that um, Hamilton should be banned for a race. I mean, uh, that is absurd. Some of this stuff that comes out of his mouth is a bit ridiculous anyway. Uh, Helmut Marco. He's a bit um, of a doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I, it's, yeah it's, it's a hard one, I think. Um, I think when you look at the, here, the like, drivers, they're a bit mixed. You look at fans, especially the people that don't particularly like Lewis or just in general, um they're they're quite a bit over the top i would say in terms of their uh, opinions on it i think it was if you if you understand how a kind of concept of racing you kind of get it was a bit of a 50 50 racing incident or not uh, or penalty um uh simon was looking someone said 20 second penalty and that even that would have been absurd I might as well just done a drive through, yeah. Because um, it's like it's yeah, it's you can come around in like circles on this, like looking at every single angle, and then. But overall, um, I think it, for me, Verstappen turned in on him. That's just my initial, what I thought, and my initial opinions on it. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, like I, I do understand why Red Bull are like feel grieved, and fair enough, they're in a title fight, and their main title rivals have just come first and third, 
and they've come 16th and DNF. So they the title fight is all the constructors is now within five points, and I think there's eight points between Max and Lewis. So it's definitely got a lot closer. And uh, everyone has an opinion. Max fans are mad. I think 10 seconds was harsh, but fair enough. He got the penalty. He still won the race. What an incredible job he did. He, I just, I, I'm struggling to comprehend. I, I was watching it and I just couldn't believe it. Leclerc with about 10 laps to go or five, I don't remember how many laps, eight maybe, was 10 seconds ahead. And Lewis closed that gap and what I what I found funny is Red Bull's main thing was no one overtakes on that corner. It's a high-speed corner. <laughs> Hamilton overtook Leclerc on that corner and Hamilton overtook Norris on that corner. So Hamilton went on to make two overtakes, which were clean because Leclerc gave him respect and Norris gave him the respect to that corner. Admittedly, they were different because Hamilton was probably in front at the time, but they showed that an overtake could be made there. So, oh, I don't know. I thought that it was harsh, but to be honest, I'm over the moon that Howard's yeah. the winner. And we now have a title fight. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the main thing. I think people, even against Lewis Hamilton, I think just should appreciate it's going to be a title fight now. It's not going to be a one-way city to Max, Ad- Max Verstappen City. Oh, I'm mucking up the, the this, this, this saying, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 not going to be a one-way Red Bull. I think that makes the sport more interesting. I think makes um, commercially um, for like Sky and even like whoever broadcasts it more money because it 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 help because of the promoting the title fight between Lewis and Mac. I think it's mm. I think if. Max won this race. I think the title fight will be over because it's Hungary next, then Spa, then Mon. Is it Netherlands or Monza? Oh, mate, I'm terrible. Uh, as as in, it's got it's got tracks that are a bit mixed um, for the Mercedes and Red Bull. So it makes it makes the overall calendar. And I'm I might be pushing this a bit too far but I think it'd go all the way to Abu Dhabi this title fight just due to the fact it's it's happened now as in the the incident the mistake you could say um <clears throat> as the fact that Verstappen just didn't have to take that risk mm-hmm. it's it's yeah it's is it could be it could be um a very crucial uh, swing to Hamilton in a title fight. But the one, the one thing I would say about the Leclerc-Norris thing on the comparing it to the Verstappen one, I think the fact that Leclerc saw it coming. Yeah. Norris just said, okay, you could overtake me anyway. Yeah. Verstappen was like, okay, it's there's not enough. As in Hamilton would go for it anyway, or Verstappen would have went. Verstappen could have let him pass and then just basically just undercutted him. It's it. I think it was a bit for me. It was a bit silly for for Verstappen taking any risk in a title fight because it just reminds me of 
Rosberg Hamilton battle or Hamilton season uh, battle between them. Um, I can't remember which when they collide together in Spain. So it could this could be a very very this could be the I don't know uh, a Senna Pross um, yeah. beginning of the era. Yeah, I I am slightly worried because we we have a quite a harmonious grid. Everyone gets on with everyone, apart from maybe Mazpin and Schumacher, who kind of have a disliking because they hit each other every race. But it's quite a harmonious grid. Hamilton has lots of respect for Verstappen. Verstappen has a lot of respect for Hamilton. I'm worried that this will upset that a bit. Max tweeted after the race furious, called him unsporting light to celebrate in front of his crowd, which Max would literally do if it was roles reversed at Zandvoort. So I think he's a bit hypocritical. But yeah, I'm worried it'll get a bit, it'll spew over. But we'll... I like it. It makes more <laughs> controversy. I mean, Joe, that, that sums you up. I, I want the home, <laughs> harmonious grid. You want the controversy. All I'm saying is Netflix are licking their lips. They, I bet they love that. They'll have a whole ed- episode dedicated oh. to that. Oh, no, no, they probably do has. <laughs> Imagine. They, they, they will 100% do that. And then they'll make a story line up between Norris and Ricardo and pretend there's a massive beef there. But yeah, um, Let's let's move on to breaking down team by team their weekends. Let's start let's start with Mercedes and Red Bull. We've talked about them a lot already, but we had very differing weekends. We had Mercedes, uh, Hamilton first, Bottas third, getting them forty points. Um, uh, that's not including the sprint race actually, which I haven't count uh, thought about. And then Red Bull have Verstappen and Perez. Verstappen DNF'd and Perez 16th. I mean, we've talked a lot about Verstappen and Hamilton. Let's put let's talk about Bottas and Perez's weekend. Bottas, I think, to be fair, was very solid through the weekend. He listened to team orders, which at the end of the day helped the team. And he's starting to put some performances in that are making me think that Russell, if he does come in, it'll be at the end of the season instead of midway through. Oh yeah, I've got I've got to come. I think it's I think it would be a bit ridiculous if they'd done the midway through switch. The one reason I was suggesting it a couple of episodes, uh, podcasts ago, is just due to the fact that Bottas was performing like he was in a house, just just being terrible. But I think um, Bottas is showing why he's one of the best. Num- I think he's the best number two. You could argue Perez being one of them but I think the fact that he listens to team orders he could have literally said no I'm going to do my own thing but I think from what he got at the end of it the appreciation from the British fans um, got a lot of cheering sort of like basically sounded like he won the race because they he, he played a part in a crucial role in in letting well, helping Hamilton win the race. So I think Bossas is showing why he could be next season, potentially at Mercedes seat or even a F1 seat, uh, just due to the fact that he is showing that he listens yeah. and he also, um, yeah, that he's, he, he's starting, I guess you said, starting to find some form. Because he was a bit after Lewis Hamilton when he was a bit in no man's land, so you can't really judge his performance on after that. 
Yeah, no, completely. And let's talk about Perez. He just, the weekend was a nightmare. I mean, the sprint race, he him making a mistake, which, to be fair, everyone makes a mistake. There's been so many times where the best drivers have gone on the throttle too quickly after a quarter and spun. I mean, we literally saw Sebastian Vettel, who's won championships, do that. Like in la- like just after the restart when Bethany Alonso, so it happens to the best of us, but it puts him in a nightmare position starting last. And he made his way through the grid really well, and then he just kept pitting. I don't really understand what happened. He just kept pitting, and I just think he could have made. Uh, they could have risked him for tyres, and then they pit him on the last lap to take a point off Lewis, which was a bit like, okay, fair enough. I'm pretty sure he was on for two points at the time. But how would you judge Perez's race and weekend as a whole? I, um, I think this one thing that the sprint race does it shows that you've got if you go we go flat out, but also it causes mistakes which happen with Perez. That's why I like the format is and if for example, for example Monza, if Verstappen bins it, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, trying to or corner, um, I, what I was, like some of the first corner, as in like, don't know, Leclerc, no, no, Mazepin flies in and takes Verstappen out, <laughs> um, as in it, then he has to start at the back. It causes more. It, I, I I like in the way it causes more like drama in the way, and that that's what happened to Perez. Is is his own fault? I admit I did cheer at the sight of him spinning. Um, so yeah I don't think his race his race was good but his Red Bull strategy was pretty terrible mm-hmm. yeah no I'd agree the strategy I, I just don't understand what was going on with that but yeah let's move on to McLaren versus Ferrari Leclerc coming second and he was so angry yeah who'd have thought that coming second he'd be mad you mentioned earlier that Bottas is one of the best second driver I also think that you can now throw signs in there. I think he's done a really great job for Ferrari. But yeah, um, then you have uh, Norris as well uh, coming fourth and Ricardo fifth. That's more like it from Ricardo. You know, finally getting some positions that they wanted him to. <laughs> I can't believe that McLaren coming fourth and fifth was still got four less points than Ferrari, just showing how well Leclerc did. But um, it was kind of a tale of two botched pit stops, one for each team. Norris had a nightmare and Sainz had a 12-second pit stop, which was really not ideal. And to be honest, Norris could have potentially been in contention to win this race if that pit stop was better. I personally think that Hamilton would still come win it. But yeah, you know, you never know. Let's talk about uh, McLaren and Ferrari. How would you compare the two weekends? Um, You know how I don't particularly like Ferrari. Um, as in Ferrari did very very well today they're starting to actually impress me for once um, well they have impressed me the last couple of weeks anyway but the, the, those races but yeah the, the, they, they've improved a lot they've done I don't know they've done something to that car to, to be able to keep it in the straight line over corners um, but they've yeah, that as in Ferrari today were pretty solid. Science could have got Ricardo, um, but obviously it's quite hard to overtake in Silverstone. And as you said again, 
Norris could have got a podium or even the win if his uh, pit stop was better. But I, I would say it's pretty decent from both teams. Uh, to keep it short, I think Ricardo is is slowly getting back on form. Yeah, which is which is good to see because we we all love the honey badger. I, I love the honey badger. It's always good to good to see him doing well. And this Ferrari McLaren battle, it's good to see not just a battle at the top, but there's a battle. They're kind of above the midfield. There's there's battles all over the grid, which I I think is really good. But yeah, let's talk about the midfield battle. We have AlphaTauri, Aston Martin and Alpine. And I think it's definitely fair to say Alpine had the better weekend. They got eight points. Alonso coming seventh and Ocon ninth. Both of them finishing in the position they started in. Very solid over the weekend. Alonso in the sprint race. Oh, I wish I could give... If there was a driver of the sprint race award, I'd, I'd give it to him. Just, oh, I, I was blown away by it. Aston Martin, Vettel DNFing with the problem with his car. Span early on anyway, wasn't having a great race. Stroll, very very underrated race, 14th to 8th, did very well. And then the Alpha Tauri, 11th and 10th, Sonoda finishing higher than Gasly for once. I mean, let's, um, what, what do you think about the midfield battle at Silverstone? I've probably, probably praised Alonso way too much this week, but he's been... Yeah, it is is and that Alpine isn't again not particularly that fast. I would say it's maybe streaking away from the Aston Martin and the uh, AlphaTauri. I don't know what AlphaTauri are doing lately, but they haven't been doing very well in terms of their raw pace uh, in the race and obviously in qualifying as well. So yeah, the the, the Alpines are impressing me. Um, the yeah Alonso again. Solid job, solid job in the sprint and done a very, very nice race. Then Ocon. Um yeah, he's just I think I think he was in no man's land again. I don't think he really did much, but he again he's done he's 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 what the one driver that was very much like he was really under he, he got did he get off well yeah it was after his new contract wasn't it that yeah, his fell apart. performance dipped yeah. so it's good to see that he's slowly recovering from his dismal form um so yeah very good day for the Alp. and then obviously you said a bit upset that Vettel kind of spun it it's not going back to the Ferrari days but it's yeah, he, he he yeah yeah. It's just it's just a I don't know. It's he couldn't really recover from that. And then, as you said, stroll brilliant recovery drive, and ah, it's this is going to be the my now team that I the set from has that I criticise now that because Alpine should have been sorry not Alpine. Alpha Tauri should do a lot, lot better. I think. I don't know if you agree on this one, but that with the engine that they have, it's arguably the fastest on the grid. They should be doing a better job. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that Gasly is doing well. I mean, admittedly coming eleventh today, but Gasly has been very consistent this season and has been one of the standout drivers. It's just that when you have a rookie in the second seat. It, it you're not always going to be consistent. Sonoda, to be fighting, had a great race as well. 16th to 10th, very solid. I mean, he got a point. They should be doing better, I agree. But 
and this weekend especially. But I think that Gasly is doing well and Sonoda is growing over time, 100%. Um, I'm not going to lie, Ocon at Austria was a nightmare and bearing him, like this race, I think he's done well. So it's maybe unfair to criticise him this week. But oh, if he, he's been linked to a Mercedes seat for a long time, Total Wolf, of course, which manages him. A lot of people, and I've myself has tutored him and Russell to be a partnership going forward. But this season, I would probably say Ocon has probably been one of the most disappointing drivers because everyone's been saying this is the season maybe he's being mentored with Alonso. This is the season he cracks on. But Alonso has just been so much better than him. He hasn't really had many strong races. He had a good race today, so it's harsh to criticise him, as I said. But he's really not made that many steps towards that Mercedes seat. And I find it increasingly unlikely that he will find his way to that Mercedes. What, what do you think? I, I've, I've got to completely... I've got, I'm going to agree on this one. I think Hamilton uh, is rumoured to stay in sport for, uh, is for two years, but it's rumoured to be even after that, as in just due to the fact... It's, uh, I think Total Wolf said it's not the last contract. So you could even, I can't, there's, there's some, a couple of young Mercedes Academy drivers that are pretty good. Then you even got, you could even get a situation where Pierre Gasly could easily, like that Red Bull Academy drivers that have been discarded from their basically wasteful Academy, um, Red Bull Academy that could go in that seat that are very, um, usable to go and that like Pierre Gasly you could maybe if Albon gets a bit more confidence you could put him in there isn't there's there's a number of drivers that could move over to that seat that at the moment that are better than him that better than Ocon so yeah I I I do agree on this one it's it's he needs to start picking his performance up Mm, yeah but to be fair if he drives like he did this weekend, then maybe he's in with a chance. Let's move on to Alfa Romeo. Pretty, uh, they just have a lot of unforgettable races. This is one of them. Uh, Raikkonen was doing well and then Span 13th to 15th. And then Giovinazzi did the opposite, 15th to 13th. I think that Giovinazzi is now the number one driver at Alfa Romeo. I know Raikkonen has tons of experience, but I personally think that Giovinazzi is doing better. He's, I know they both got one point this season, but I think Giovinazzi's raw pace is quite underrated. I think he's doing better. Um, first of all, quick word, how would you rate their weekend overall? I mean, there's not really much to say, is there? I, I think the only positive that I can give off my, my experience is that the Alfa Romeo name is staying. Yeah. I think that as that literally describes their week, it's been, un, it's been, pretty unforgettable as in terms of this being boring and dismal um yeah I, I think I think what when you say and and Giovinazzi and I think personally both of them will be out um I know this is starting to circle rumors even though it's not even but if Bottas leaves he could either go to Williams if Russell moves over to, it's a swap deal or uh, Alpha um, take him and kick 
Kimi or or Giovinazzi out because apparently Sauber or uh, Alfa Romeo don't get um they can choose whatever driver they want they don't have to choose the a Ferrari Academy so yeah I think that for me that was the most memorable part of their weekend yeah I, I think you probably enjoy from them yeah. Um, I was going to pick you up on that, actually. I was going to say the Alfa Romeo name is starting in Formula One. And now that they can pick from any team, they're not just taking Ferrari Academy drivers. It definitely opens them up to different possibilities. Do you see this being beneficial for them? Because they, they have a larger pool of people they can go after. I can only see this being positive. And will this see them maybe go slowly, maybe push into a midfield battle long-term, get further forward in the grid? What do you think? I, I, yeah, I agree with you, Sam. I think it's a long-term vision for getting up the grid. I think if they put in Bossas, for example, and then maybe get Albon, I think that'll be a good pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumoured that Gasly's very unsettled. Well, he wants to go to Red Bull, but can't because Perez is there, basically. So is rumours that he says, okay, you've you basically you starting to not trust in me that I'm good enough to go to Red Bull. So I'm just going to leave the program now. So it's, yeah, I think that's the team. Maybe has depending on if they kick anybody drivers out, but I doubt it. I think that'll be the team Alfa Romeo to look at in the, in the summer. Um, I don't want to call it transfer window, but it's, it's a driver window, I'm going to call it. Yeah, I think it's also really great for Formula 2 drivers as well because they're looking at Formula 1 and there are very limited seats. Bear in mind, Mercedes take people predominantly from the Mercedes Academy. Well, I mean, they're not going to get someone from Formula 2 to Mercedes. But you know what I mean? Williams will look at uh, that kind of academy. You've got um, Alfa Romeo at the moment take from the... Ferrari Academy or Ferrari take drivers from the Ferrari Academy. At the moment, a lot of the teams only take from their academy. I think that they will be happier that there are potentially two seats for a driver who could be in any academy, doesn't even have to be in an academy. I think that's definitely a positive for them. And uh, hopefully it's closer to my dream of having Theo Porcher in um, in Formula One. He, he's coming. I think he's in the Alpine Academy. He's going to future world champion, mark my words. Oh, he's, he looks like a good driver as well. He he really does. I think he's just finished his GCSEs. Um, okay, let's his... let's not start that. No, that's too. It's, 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 it's absurd. And um, Oscar Piastri is doing really well as well. So you've got some uh, two really great rookies in Formula Two who are performing. I want to see. I want to say Theo Porsche. It's going to be great. I'm backing him. You've heard it here first. You probably haven't heard it here first. A lot of people are backing him, but I, I really like him. So, yeah, I've got a massive tangent there. But, yeah, let's, um, let's wrap up the team by team breakdown by talking about Williams and Haas. First of all, I, I said before, um, I said in our preview that I thought that the Russell wouldn't do as well this weekend because the sprint race in another race and the Williams aren't very as good in the race and in qualifying, unbelievable. In the sprint race, I actually think he held his own better than I thought he could, but then the race was pretty disappointing for him. And then you have Latifi who just, yeah, 14th, 
gained three paces, I guess you're right. Schumacher finished 18th and Mazepin finished 17th. So Mazepin's the better driver at Schumacher. So um, that, that's what we learned. But yeah, let's um, talk about Williams and Haas. Mainly George Russell because he's the main toolkeeper. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't even know where Latifi finished. I've got, oh, it's 14th. Yeah. But yeah, as, yeah, Latifi at the moment. Sorry, all the Canadian fans out there, but he's a bit irrelevant. Um, he needs to maybe go and do something else in most sport, I think. Um, anyway, let's not bully Latifi. Um, yeah, I think Russell, I think, had, a, as he again, again said, a solid qualifying and an impressive I think for me sprint race as an I don't I, I didn't I expect him to fall down the grid but um yeah after the red flag didn't well his start was pretty terrible I think he was in 17th or 16th um after the red flag so yeah I think it was a good recover I wasn't going to say recovery drive to get where he started 12th but I, I I was expecting a bit more, a bit more. But again, that's just maybe just a William package couldn't get above uh, as he just, yeah, he finished below the two uh, Alpines. So, no, sorry, not Alpines, uh, AlphaTauri. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I honestly think that George Russell is, for me, probably going to get that Mercedes seat. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, as in it's start is it's pretty obvious that there's sense coming out of uh, Mercedes that there is another driver coming to take that seat off Bottas. Mm. Um it's not it it doesn't obviously doesn't suggest that Russell will get it. It could you might get a random guy from F2 getting it. I doubt it, but yeah, Van Dorn makes his makes his return. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the word of Van Dorn. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of sense coming out of of Mercedes. So I, I think I expected more, but obviously it's the William package, and then Haas. I saw, <laughs> it's quite funny though. The Haas had a a, a battle, um, um, going to I think it was Luffield. And then going on to the Hamilton, uh, start finishing straight. They nearly collided. So yeah, it's. I don't think you can judge, uh, Mazepin and Schumacher on how performance because, the the car, as I always say, is just an F two car. It's an F two car. We should put that on a t shirt. Honestly, it's like it's like your tagline. I love it. But yeah, you're you're right. The Hass is just. It's just rubbish, and the Williams is much better, but George squeezed every last thing out of it. Um, let's talk about um, the last thing, driver of the day. I mean, this it's so hard because Hamilton, of course, would grab the headlines, but who who have you gone for? I personally haven't gone for him. I, 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 I'm, I probably should go first because mine's probably the most... I wouldn't say surprise, unsurprising one, but I've gone Charles Leclerc. I think he's. I think there's a bit of doubts when I think early on the season that science was out and poor performing him, but he held his own against the Mercedes. Is probably considerably quicker than the Ferrari, um, 
And I think they hit, I think Leclerc would have won the Grand Prix if he didn't have um, engine problems. I think it had engine mapping problems. Or yeah, so I think for me, just the fact he hold off a Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton driving, not Bossas, who just didn't really do much to contend with with Leclerc. So for me, he's my driver of the day, as in the fact that he got the maximum out of that car, and he's starting to get on a level performance where he should be yeah i mean the fans agreed with you i'm pretty sure he won the normal driver of the day as well with um verstappen second which i'm sure was just the salty max verstappen fan <laughs> um i've lewis hamilton did an amazing job he's probably should be driver of the day i've given it to a man who's given got given a lot of stick in the past lance stroll a lot of people said Shouldn't be an F1. It's an F1 because of his dad. He is an F1 because of his dad. But I'm not like he's he's proved that decision to be a good one because this weekend especially he did really well. First of all, his qualifying was poor in the sprint race. He gained a few positions, but in the race, 14th to eighth, and it was a it was a really really solid performance. It was under the radar, but I honestly think he was really good, and that's why. He's my driver of the day. Um, he is the relevant Canadian. Uh, but yeah, he did really well. But yeah, I think that wraps up our podcast talking about the eventful uh, British Grand Prix. Yeah. Next week, uh, or not next week, next race is the Hungarian Grand Prix and Hungaro, uh, Hungaro Ring. So that's in two weeks. Josh might be back for that if he's found a stable internet connection. <laughs> the, the one thing I would say is the fact that me and Josh got. I think it was was it me or you that got red flag, red yeah, red flag, right? Yes, we did. But I think I said it during the sprint race. But yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take it anyway. But yeah, next race, Hungary, two weeks. We'll have a preview. We'll have a review. Josh will be here. Maybe we'll see. He just turns up to some and not the others. So we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, stream, whatever you got to do. And as always, we'll see you next time. Thank you.